It's Wednesday, June the 28th, and this is your Midweek Connection. Well, last week I started by telling you that I'd be using the spiritual focus to address some of the religious and cultural issues that are prominent in today's news cycle. And I want to quickly tell you my motivation for doing this. Truly, it is not because I feel that um, you need to be convinced of the positions that I'm going to espouse because I believe for the most part you're already in agreement with those positions. But there are some new folks that are connecting with the church and I really think that it's important that they know where we stand on certain issues. And also, with the climate of the culture as it is, where there's so much pressure coming at us from all sides, government, education, retail, entertainment, you know, it could become very easy for some to begin to question their conviction on some issues and begin the slippery slope of compromise. Now, the truth is, none of us are immune to these things. So I believe that brief refreshers can help us maintain our understanding of why we believe as we do. And so this week, I'm going to be addressing Pride Month, okay? Before I dive into that, let's dive into this week's announcements. Number one, youth and children's ministry opportunities. God has blessed our youth and children's ministries with growth in numbers as well as spiritual development. Currently, we minister to over 200 youth and children on a given week. Although we have got a, a great number of dedicated volunteers who serve our youth and children, the growth in these ministries means that uh, we need to increase our volunteers. And there are opportunities for you to serve uh, up front, meaning directly with the youth and children, as well as behind the scenes with administrative help. So if you're interested in serving in either of these ministries, children or youth, please follow the link that's going to be provided in this week's email blast. It's going to take you to a form that you can fill out to let Pastor Adam and or Tracy know of your interest. You can also send an email directly to Adam or to Tracy. Adam's email is evans at the mission dsm.org and Tracy's is tgrease at the mission dsm.org. And I'm thanking you in advance for your consideration of this important matter. Number two, communion. As we do each month on the first Sunday, we're gonna observe communion this coming Sunday. And John Hunsberger, one of our elders, will be leading. I want to encourage you to take time on Saturday evening or Sunday morning before you come to church to prepare your heart for this important remembrance of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number three, the annual splash party is coming up this Sunday, July the 2nd from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Clive Aquatic Center. Now, as I've said many times, this event is free to you and your family and any and all friends that you may choose to invite. So reach out to someone and bring them along. Number four, Engage Week is going on right now. And we're excited for how the Lord is using this to reach out to the lost around our church. Now, we would like to learn about your engagement and how your activities went. 
And if you have a story to share, please contact Pastor Brett to share it because we want to rejoice with you in the efforts that you have put forward to reach out to lost friends, neighbors, loved ones, and co-workers. Brett's email address is bricely at themissiondsm.org. And finally, number five, worship and tech teams. You know, we are blessed each week to have a talented, dedicated, and worshipful team to lead us in music that sets our hearts toward Christ with meaningful expressions of worship, as well as technical people who make it all happen. Now, if you're interested in any tech-type things, or you play an instrument or sing, we would like for you to consider joining the tech team or the worship team. To get that started, you contact the tech team by contacting Dale York. His email address is dyork at themissiondsm.org. And for the worship team, you contact Will Lops. And his email address is wlops at themissiondsm.org. Now, you can approach either of these men to inquire um, and to share your interest to serve in their field of ministry on any uh, given Sunday. Now, we're going to turn our focus to the topic of Can Christians Be Proud of Pride Month? Each June, the LGBTQ plus community as well as those sympathetic to their cause or who are desirous to show themselves friendly to their cause, celebrate what has become known as Pride Month. And this year, it's been more widespread than ever before. Take, for example, the Bud Light transgender campaign featuring uh, Dylan Mul Mulvaney or Target with their transgender clothing line or Major League Baseball with Pride Nights. You know, I think that the Texas Rangers are the only uh, Major League Baseball team that has not hosted a Pride Night. And there have been drag queen story times at libraries around the country and in some public schools as well. National television has aired commercials celebrating Pride Month. And there's been an, an explosion of companies embracing Pride Month. Companies like Amazon and Google, Microsoft, Apple, Disney, Netflix, Walmart, Dick's Sporting Goods, uh, Kohl's, Bank of America, Old Navy, Starbucks, Coca-Cola, PetSmart, Fox News, and the list goes on and on. Our culture has come to a place where one can literally not go anywhere without having the LBGTQ plus agenda uh, facing them in some form or another. So where does all this come from? What does pride mean? And what about the rainbow flag? Does it have a meaning? And where does all of this uh, LGBTQ plus push come from? Well, homosexuality is nothing new. Uh, you go back as far as you can into human history and you're gonna find both men and women living the lifestyle. In America's past, it was, as they say, under the table for the longest time. There were laws against same-sex expressions of affection in public, as well as laws relating to gender-appropriate clothing. Police would regularly obtain arrest warrants and raid gay bars and such. And at times, they would even use excessive force tactics. The Stonewall Riots of 1969 in Greenwich Village, New York City, 
was one such occasion. The Stonewall Inn was a gay club that the New York Police Department raided and 13 people were arrested. It was the events of that night that lit a fire in the LGBTQ plus community that led to a focused effort to launch a campaign for the advancement of gay rights. On the first year anniversary of the raid on Stonewall Inn, thousands marched in the streets of Manhattan from the Stonewall Inn to Central Park. It was called the Christopher Street Liberation Day and quite literally was America's first gay uh, pride parade. The official chant of the parade was, say it loud, gay is proud. Well, since then, the word pride has been adopted to represent the LGBTQ plus community. In 1966, uh, it was adopted by an organization started to fight for the equal rights of LGBTQ plus communities, and they made an acronym out of it. It stands for Personal Rights in Defense and Education. Now, I doubt that many Pride observers know about that now. Today, Pride, for the majority, is simply an expression of their unabashed pride in who and what they are and of the rights that they have secured over the years, not only to be seen and heard, but also to be celebrated by all. So, what about the rainbow flag. Does it have any meaning? Well, the original rainbow flag was created in 1977 and consisted of eight colors, which has changed over the years, but the original colors and their meaning are as follows. Pink stood for sex, red for life, orange for healing, yellow for sunlight, green for nature, turquoise for magic and art, indigo for serenity, and violet for the spirit of LGBTQ people. Now, about this moment, you're asking yourself, Pastor Mike, why did you share all that history and symbolism with us? Well, I shared it because I think it's important that we understand how we got where we are today. Because, literally, how can one offer informed prayers or dialogue with an LGBTQ plus person in a state of ignorance of who they are and what they stand for, and also a little about their history. Now, all of that brings me to this fundamental question, and that is, where does TMC stand as it relates to the LGBTQ plus movement and or community? Do we celebrate Pride Month with them? The short answer and definitive answer is no. No, we, we do not celebrate Pride Month. In fact, we cannot celebrate it if we align ourselves with the revelation that God has given to us in His Word. Now, I'm going to keep this simple, okay? The reason that Bible-believing Christians cannot celebrate Pride Month or the LGBTQ community is because both are a slap in the face of God's creation order. Look with me at Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. Verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, 
be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God created male and female, giving both their bodies and their psyches unique abilities and qualities with the intention that they would come together in a monogamous, mutually supportive relationship to create and raise up offspring who would do the same and fill the earth with a human population. The design of God's creation is easy to see. Whether we're talking about dogs, cats, monkeys, elephants, birds, or fish, male and female were created for each other, and together they bring forth new life, fulfilling this part of God's creation plan. The design of creation itself, not to mention the specific laws that God has given, make it clear that marital sexual relationships are intended for one man with one woman and that for life. Same-sex relationships of this type violate every point of God's creative design. As we think about the transgender movement, it does the very same thing. Men wanting to be women and women wanting to be men and some people desiring to be neither. All of that is a result of humanity's sin nature disregarding God's design and saying we know better what we should be than our Creator does. Now, no matter how effective the LGBTQ plus movement is in getting the culture to embrace their ideology in an attempt to make it normal or even preferred, Christians simply cannot go there because the very basis of our faith God's revelation, His Word, informs us that this is not God's plan. It is not His design. He does not bless it, but curses it. And we do no one any favors by going along um, as though everything is good and normal. Now with that said, I want to make this clear. I'm not advocating for hateful, violent, mean-spirited treatment of people who are enslaved to this perversion. That is ungodly and sinful. But at the same time, we cannot embrace the movement because to do so is ungodly and sinful. So, what do we do? Well, these things. We stand and we live in what is true. We advocate wherever we can for God's design for human gender and sexuality. We protect our families from the influence of this and any other perversion of God's righteousness by being gatekeepers of what our children watch, listen to, read, and what they're exposed to in the public schools. We actively disciple our children to know God's design and to see the flaw of man's distortion of that design, and we lead them in the way they should go, the Jesus way, as we sang about last Sunday. We pray for our government to cease embracing the LGBTQ plus agenda. We pray for our schools to reject the LGBTQ plus agenda that is leading so many of our young men and women to hate themselves or uh, for, for what they are and to seek to reassign themselves as something they never were created to be. We pray for the gospel of Jesus Christ to set LGBTQ people free from the sin that holds them captive and condemned so that they can come into the light of Christ and and truly be free to be what God created them to be. We hold fast the Christ life in an attitude of love, never embracing sin, but 
patiently proclaiming and modeling the Christ life to all in our sphere of influence. Church, the world around us needs our Christian engagement more than ever. So, I conclude all of this by saying, may we stand boldly for Christ, refusing the worldview of our day, patiently, lovingly, actively living out and proclaiming God's worldview from his word. And I want to end with this challenge to you. When you see the LGBTQ agenda being pushed in whatever venue you encounter it, instead of being angry or disgusted, why not pray for those who are trapped in this destructive way of life? Why not ask the Lord to confront them with his gospel and to have his spirit draw them to his son, the Savior? I truly believe that would honor the Lord and it would be a benefit to those who need his mercy and grace to flood their lives. Well, let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to speak on this issue. And Lord, this issue uh, has flooded our world and our culture here in America specifically. And so I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would help us, your body, to be loving and kind but bold in our proclamation of what is true that we would not only speak it but live it and that you would give us uh, opportunities to share the gospel with folks who are trapped in this lifestyle and lord that you would rescue men and women boys and girls from the clutches of this um, this way of thinking and being so that they would not destroy their lives but would truly be able to live in the light and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, give us wisdom, give us discernment, and give us ability to stand for you in a positive, transformative way. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, this Sunday finds us in Daniel chapter three, and we look at the great golden statue that Nebuchadnezzar built and demanded all in his kingdom to worship. What did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego do? What was the consequence of their decision and how did God use this to grow their faith and to cultivate the faith of Babylon's pagan king? Well, that's going to be our focus this coming Lord's Day. Until then, God bless and have a great week.